his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. You know, it's the biggest, most important, like, sort of project we've ever worked on and probably the hardest thing we've ever done together. But, you know, like a lot of adversity when you experience it with someone kind of brings you closer i think uh not at all times it's not like when the baby's up at three in the morning we're just like staring lovingly into each other's eyes but i think (laughs) overall we like know each other better and kind of I, i think that is a strength welcome to reality bites a podcast about sex love relationships and dating in the digital age every episode we sit down with comedians sexperts and other notable people to share the most fascinating stories about love and sexuality and now we're coming at you twice a week on mondays and wednesdays so tune in Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And I'm Dave Rankin. Ooh, I thought you were going to go in a more beastie, it was slightly beastie boys direction. Because you can, you won't, you don't, stop! Yes, yes, y'all. Dave Franken. <laughs> we, we all went to see the Beastie Boys uh, present their new book, which was amazing. They did like sketches. Ah, oh, dude. So cool. And were so funny and cool. And uh, it was like a whole two hour presentation. It was unlike any other book reading I've ever been to. If you have a chance to go see the Beastie Boys book reading you should go yeah i don't this know this is not sponsored we're just like big fans <laughs> it was it was your i've been listening to him now for like this week i've been putting on oh, old so albums good. and stuff it was so oh, first of all the book is dope so anybody anywhere can it's get an their amazing hands on oral that. history yeah you should order that yeah their presentation it seemed like max said on the way out he was like i think spike jones directed yeah, that he did he did absolutely spike jones directed it and they had like sets built and like costume changes. Yes. It oh was my god! Insane. They had this cute little outdoor cafe thing with a waiter Oof. uniform. It was just <laughs> Max, and like uh, they're so kind good. of like they're still kind of punk. So they would like Mike D would go off script, and and then uh, Ad Rock would be like, "Come on, get back on." <laughs> Is this just showing our age about how much we like Beastie Boys? I hope not. I hope they live forever. And that they're the best, and I hope they never die. I uh, Max well, did give me so them. they gave everyone, or you could pick up this kind of piece of paper there's like a poster on poster yep and uh i think max gave me his his one and, and i put it up in my it was mine and i said let's get this for dave oh Aww. nice because it is now in my new kitchen hell yeah dave got a new apartment what, what? trying to stunt on these hoes right now I mean, dave and it's a fucking place i mean it's got you know for the ladies listening it's got a lot of uh amenities uh, it's got, what do you call it inlaid brick wait, or, wait, wait, uh, it's got exposed brick exposed brick a separate kitchen ladies an open floor plan it's got exposed bricks. View that doesn't include that no longer includes the parking lot of the Korean supermarket <laughs> next door. <laughs> now my bedroom view is Ladies, the Hollywood sign. Do you like not being woken up by garbage trucks? Bagging up. Boop, 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 boop. 
Yeah. So it's literally the best apartment in your building, isn't it? Yeah. It's got a view from my bedroom of the Hollywood sign and the observatory. It's got all the exposed brick you could ever want, ladies. So to celebrate your new apartment. Ladies, Dave loves his ladies like he loves his bricks. <laughs> exposed. I think I'm going to start doing, I'll bring like a, I'm going to get a mic stand so I can just perform comedy. With well, you brick, exposed brick one lady to your exposed I did. bricks I already, did. right? Yeah. Oh. My, my, yeah, my, my hookup mom, boo, uh, she came over and I was really excited to show. Just you guys, she is a mom. She's not Dave's mom. Oh, it's not, not <laughs> Dave's mom. No, FYI. I, call, I need to give her a better nickname. Yeah, but it's a terrible nickname. Can't just call her mom, but um, she's. I hope you don't call her she's, mom. She is. Uh, the reason she got that name is because she's a single she, mom and she's, that's really all we know about her. Yeah. <laughs> that's also not great. Not great. Um, yeah, she, we met through not matching on Tinder. I think I've told this on the podcast. Yeah, we didn't yeah, match on Tinder. Went, she hit me up on Instagram, and we live very close to each other. And uh, we are still hanging out occasionally. She, she likes to party with you. Yeah, right? we, we party. She, you know, she she'll come over sometime between like ten and eleven, maybe two drinks in her, maybe more. And that's pretty much the extent of our relationship. We we drink and. Uh, and we hang out. We but, she actually brought a, a present for me. She brought me a, a pumpkin and carving tools, and we made a uh, we carved a pumpkin that said "Man Cat." Oh, that's really cute. And uh, it was just, yeah, it was really drunk. It was a drunken night. Uh, and uh, but she was so excited about the new place, and she, she was just it like, great. "Yeah, she was really excited, and, I, and it made me you know made me happy." I just wanted to like yeah, show a girl the place, you know. And I was like, "Please come over." But you were handsomely rewarded, weren't you? Yes. I mean, Sophia and I failed at the blowjob challenge. Yeah, well, you guys were not. I was succeeding (laughs) in receiving. I don't know. I didn't really. Yeah, you didn't do anything. Getting a blowjob is not. Do you know how much exposed brick I have? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There was more than exposed brick, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I mean, at least you're not exposing them to an STD this time. Just the brick. (laughs) Very true. So, okay. She came over and then she bailed right after you guys had sex, right? Well, that's what kind of happens. I mean, it's a hookup relationship but at the same time we've been doing this for long enough and we care about each other and you know there's been you know we we i I think at a certain point you know we've only had to think maybe two times where we slept over like i've slept over her place one time she slept over one time and i was really happy about it like it was nice to like wake up and you know go to work and there was someone there that's pretty rare for me these days so even if it is i don't want to confuse anyone though right so i don't want to like but i do i do ask her Dave. When she stays over, like, or she comes over, I'm like, you know, you can really stay over. It's like, we're cool. Like, she that- doesn't stay over, I think, probably because she doesn't. I don't know. I'm not in her mind. But if she does like you, she probably doesn't want to get too attached. And you're like not I mean, trying I feel to like put she's out long term like vibes. Yeah, but I think we, when we feel that way, we just talk about it and we're just going to like, well, we've had very open conversations about where we're at. Right, but she's not an idiot. That's why she doesn't want to stay overnight. <laughs> I know, but sometimes it's just kind of nice to have someone's, I mean, listen, I, most of the time. You're I'm, just doing that thing that we just talked to Jenna Birch about, where she's like a guy who's doing the almost boyfriend thing. Yes. You're doing the almost boyfriend stuff, but mm-hmm. you're not trying to have a girlfriend. So if you don't want a girl that you can put your feelings into, that you can walk, uh, wake up in the morning to have like an actual thing with then you d- can't expect her to spend yeah, the night you oh, I'm not expecting her. I'm just but, asking so she sent you a text but you can't and, ask because it's con- confused your that's relationship what this, that's what she said I shouldn't ask so yeah she, she texted me the te- next day and she said don't don't ask because when you ask it, makes, it just makes me want to leave 
Like she's like, you think that asking is going to get me to cut, stay over, but really it just makes me want to leave more. And I, I don't know why, I mean, I don't know why she put it in that wording, but I was like, I don't know that. I didn't know that. I said, I didn't know you weren't going to stay over. Cause like it's happened before, but really I know that that's, that was a rare thing and that I should just not push for it. But you I know, think- I also like cuddles. Yeah, no, listen, who doesn't like cuddles? I You're a very sweet boy, I'm sure. You I just, like waking up and being like, hey, I'm lonely. I'm a lonely guy, but I can't have it all. So I when I You was, can if you're trying to date, but if you can't date. if you're not trying to date. Yeah. When I was single um, this last time and I was doing some, had some hookup type relationships, I would totally leave. I mean, not maybe not like immediately, but pretty close because it does give you like uh, a little bit of control over the situation. And I mean, I also had a dog, but like she has a fucking kid. She has a kid. And and it also gives you a little bit of emotional. It's it is confusing if you wake up and you're like doing boyfriend, girlfriend shit. And then you. Yeah, it's like I don't have breakfasts with dudes that I just want their D. Yeah. Okay. Breakfast is something you do with somebody that you're like, oh, I like you as more than that. And so, if you're not trying to pursue that, then don't do that. When you're ready yeah, when to be a boyfriend, Dave, then you can get all the cuddles it's you It's usually want. just like you sleep over because we've been <laughs> drinking and we're, you know, and it's like late and just you should just stay over and don't worry. About, and then, you know, in the morning, we'll probably just wake up and, and you know, I'm not like going out to breakfast and extending it either way. It's a very like, specific request. Wanna, it's also... Like the older you are as a woman, the less appealing it is to sleep over at a dude's mm-hmm. place. And she's older than me. You, you don't know? have your own shit there and stuff. Yeah, she's, totally. been, she's been there. When you're in your twenties, you're like, I don't care. I'll sleep in this makeup and these contacts and this <laughs> these old ass fucking dirty panties from last night. I was the same but way. When you're like, yeah, now you're like. In my twenties, okay, do you have a noise reduction machine? Totally. Is this a cooling pillow? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't bring my contact lens solution. It's so true. I now in my twenties, vitamin C serum on. I didn't bring oh, God. it. God, I at least want a face wipe. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. In my twenties, yeah, and even thirties, like I would, I would, I would be the guy. But even if it was a hookup, I'd be like, yeah, I'll sleep over and then sleep till like eleven like in their bed the next day. And like That's they why would, I didn't want and they would to like, spend the night at And they would like stay, they would like definitely want to get up at like eight or nine, but stay in bed later because like, there I am. And then I like stay and then I'll eventually get up like, oh, I think we'll get out of here. Like that was me for so no. many years. That's Boo. why I, I would go to their place. I would do the same shit as your mom. I would go over there. Again, not, not my actual mom. mom. The mom he's fucking. His Ex- MILF. His MILF. MILF. I like that. So uh, I would do the same thing as your MILF. I would go over there at like 10 o'clock or 1030 or whatever. We would like have a little night of it. And then mm-hmm. I'd leave by like 230 probably. Yeah, that's what's at, happening. At the latest. Yeah, that's what yeah. usually happens. Just don't ask for more. Don't confuse yeah. the situation. I think you you guys got to, you know, of course you need companionship even when you're not ready to have it's the, the only thing. thing I have going. I'm not actively dating really too much. I'm just like, I get that. And it's like, we like each other and we have a good time, but it seems to just fall into the same category every time, you know? And that's what it is. So don't push it. You know, you sound so sad. No, I'm not sad. He, yeah, he's, you're okay with it. I'm okay with it. I love our guests today. We have miles gray and Jack O'Brien, they co-host the Daily Zeitgeist. They are the best. They're so funny. Also, we like 
peeled open the onion of Jack O'Brien a little bit, which is so fun. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing Jack uh, be vulnerable, vulnerable a little yeah. bit and like not be like, I'm the man with all of the facts and the information and I go and I host this show. I hope he listens like, to this. He tried. No. He tried <laughs> really hard. He was like. Actually, I will bring all this research and maybe I won't have to talk about my feelings. And, uh, like, Sorry, speaking, and let's just say before we send it out to them, speaking of opening up, I've known Sophia for a very long time. But what I didn't know, and you're going to listen to and find out, is her hip hop name. <laughs> oh, my God. She drops a hip hop name. And like me and her love hip hop. We've seen a lot of it. Obviously, we saw the Beastie Boys. Like... <laughs> I never knew that she had an actual rap name, and so you're going to find what that is. It is so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing, but it's good. We do get into some pretty mortifying hip-hop paths in this <laughs> yeah. episode, uh, but these guys are amazing. You're going to love it. Oh, so. and there's a Shia LaBeouf mm-hmm. ref. Ref. A buff ref? Yeah. <laughs> that you guys are going to like. So here we go. Hey guys, Courtney here. I just want to take a quick minute to spread the good news about an amazing trip I took about a year ago. Actually, a year almost exactly. I went to Cabo with a group of writers. Uh, We stayed at the Grand Sol Mar. If you've never been to Cabo, there's so much cool stuff to do. We did this really cool tour where we rode four-wheelers by the ocean we ate incredible food. I drank literally a million mezcalitas. The Grand Sol Mar has the best spa I've ever been to. They set up cabanas along the ocean and I got a full body treatment and I, I've never been so relaxed in my life. And while we were there, they showed us, they gave us a little sneak peek into a property that was just about to open. It's called the Rancho San Lucas. And ever since I saw it, I have been dying to go back and try it out myself. Yeah, it looks amazing. Rancho San Lucas is an exclusive 834-acre resort community located just 30 minutes from the Los Cabos International Airport. Enjoying sweeping vistas of the Pacific Ocean and Baja's stunning desert landscape, this landmark community offers visitors and owners a private respite that melds two luxury resorts. It is also home to the Rancho San Lucas Golf Club featuring my family's favorite golfer, Greg Norman's signature golf course. Rancho San Lucas will also have a Mexican village offering shopping and entertainment, a variety of world-class dining venues, and more. Go to solmar.com for booking and more information. Go to solmar.com for booking and more information. You guys, I am so excited for today's guests. We are here with Jack O'Brien and Miles Gray. They are co-hosts of the hilarious news podcast, The Daily Zeitgeist. Sophie and I have had the pleasure of guesting on the show. Hell yeah. Yeah, we're so excited to have you guys. Thank you guys for having us. This is such a laid back uh, environment to record a podcast. Right? And we have a uh, thing first to question. Learn. Why are you sitting so far away from each other on the couch? Uh, yeah. Something usually- happened on the way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what your body language says. Well, my legs are crossed towards him. Oh. His aren't away. His are away. Oh, my bad. And as Clueless taught us anything, that's how we know if people are attracted to each other. I love, you guys have such good chemistry, but I was just listening today. So you know each other through Miles' girlfriend? Yeah. What's the... 
how did you make your love connection? Well, I was a big fan of Jack, so I just looked at who was working at Cracked. And so, who was single? Just the master. Yeah, and how do I... That looks like a good in. And four years later, I'm still with her, uh, and it's worked out. No, I mean, yeah, it just... My, my girlfriend, we met when I was, like, co-hosting and writing, like, a YouTube daily show. Oh. And she was a producer on that. And then after that gig... Cracked was her next like big thing she did, and then from there it was uh, you know, I just I would just meander, hang around certain events and things like that, and we slowly got <laughs> familiar with each other. Jack yeah. was like, I I heard you say like, oh, I, I just love Miles' style. <laughs> I do. Catch. It was so good. Yeah, <laughs> Rosie told me that, and I said, Yo, I think Jack's tight though. He's a cool dude. Man. He's smart. He's smart. He's smart. Yeah. Anna so, Hosnia is like, you need to calm down talking about Miles' style. It's not that good. She's yeah. our producer. <laughs> She's yeah, like, it's, it's not great. You seem weird when you say that. So. He's wearing a Seinfeld t shirt right yeah. now. Maybe you overstated it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like falling apart, too. It's from like the 90s. Well, the first time I saw you was at the Christmas party and you were wearing a suit. So Yeah, that was, yeah. There was no way you can't get any information off that. Yeah. <laughs> Except that you look fly. Yeah. It wasn't like a good suit. You know what I mean? It's not like it was, it felt it was ill fitting. You know, I'm, I'm, my, my suit game has improved since then, Jack. It was so. the LeBron like shorts suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Jack, you are married actually, and you have I, a baby. What? Yeah. I have two babies, two boys. You have two babies? Yeah. Yeah. I have a two year old and a seven month old. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. His eyes just crossed spontaneously when he said that. So trying to have a baby this year. Oh, wow. oh. Trying to get somebody pregnant. All right. Put it in the air. Yeah. yeah nice. Thank you. No, I didn't do anything. I'm literally not doing anything. That's the point of a surrogate. Um, uh, yeah. Can- post-cancer. Trying to get someone pregnant instead nice. of me. You know? Right. That's smart. What's that like? When you, when you had to find the surrogate, what was that like? Don't you do this? I interview you on this podcast. I'm just curious because my last thing was like, "See, the big spoon. You're gonna be the little oh, spoon. I love being, you're you gonna know, like I'm, it. Thank you. I would love to be spooned. And thank you. But and I, so I'll just shut up. Tell us about how you met your girlfriend. I did. We met on a show. That's it. And we were trying to keep it on the low because I, I just in general, like I've never dated anyone I worked with. Yeah. Because it's a fuck can turn into a mess. Uh, That's a high stakes game. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And like, this was like a smaller production. So everybody was kind of in everyone's business. And for like the longest time we were doing like the, I don't know her. How, like shit. How, how long? How long can you keep it secret? Yo, we started, we started dating like in July of that year. And then by like fucking August, it was like over. <laughs> or maybe like October is when people stopped acting stupid. Be like, we know y'all are dating. Uh, but like we always so you were not good at it at all. no it's so hard to keep it under wraps it's hard you, that's a long time did you fall to keep in love under... quick or no it was, it was like a th- well, at first we were dating and then like we were you know we we kept it mm-hmm. real with each other yeah but then we were fucking up because we would just sleep over uh, can I, I can curse right I'm yeah, sorry yeah, yeah. Uh, so we were fucking up really bad <laughs> as we would just like spend the night at each other's houses and they're like yo I'm just going with you to work but like I'm gonna get out like 50 feet before you walk up, up the highway yeah <laughs> like she was your dad who you were embarrassed yeah, almost of you're no. like, you come in dad exactly and then like then we would do stuff like we would go to dodger games and like be posting pictures from the exact same spot and shit and people were like but not together yeah, yeah. They're like, wow. did you bump into miles or? <laughs> yeah no then people started being like real 
coy in the comments being like, huh, I feel like someone else is at that game too. <laughs> and then I was like, yo, I felt bad because I, I felt like the only way I could pretend we weren't dating is just be an asshole and just be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like just whenever we were like, as a producer, she would produce something on one. I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't know. Whatever you feel is fine. So, you know, do whatever you got to do. And people were like, are you? Do you not like her? Or something? I'm like, no, no. We can get rid of her. If yeah, you yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was. You just cost her her job because you were too good uh, at pretending. Yeah, right. and, then I, and then I like hacked her. I got on her phone and then I put her in a relationship with like the writers' room PA, <laughs> and like she got so mad, and I was just like, I didn't. I was frazzle brain because like part of me was just not wanting. I'm like a very private person, uh-huh. and so I just didn't want to have like my relationship play out like on a production. And then it did. That's and then I was classy. like, whatever. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But now, okay, so four years. Are you guys living together? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just got our first house. Home oh, owners. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Making That's that. Yeah. Th- in the LA housing market right now, that's a big, big dude. Move. Congrats on that call. Thank amazing. you. You know, she's the responsible one. And <laughs> I, I give her all the credit for keeping our focus on something like that. So, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I also fortunate. live in my husband's house. <laughs> yeah. I'm very fortunate uh, to also like, yeah, because she's like the total opposite of me. And at first I felt like that wasn't going to be like vibe well because mm. I was very immature. Well, I used to be a much more immature dater and was just dating myself uh th- but the female versions oh well, yeah what's the f- oh, female version of you like like someone who was a stoner and didn't have their shit together bald yeah bald yeah. bald women Shaved head. like no but like female pattern baldness to match my male pattern baldness and we would just get high and be like you know audition for something today that's cool i don't do whatever you or do. not whatever i'm like yeah whatever the game's all fucked up anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> i just smoke weed and have sex and then like my, my jack boyfriend. did you know this version of miles no 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 nah, this was before yeah like I, it, I i i had many peaks and valleys as a human being but it provides plenty of really interesting stories like some of his exes are amazing stories yeah i've got some experiences if for a while i was just sort of like i was not put off i was intimidated by like Mm -hmm. super responsible intelligent women i feel like when i first started dating the guy that i'm with now who is like I was probably into like, he's a real man with like a businesses and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know how to, I didn't, couldn't even comprehend that. <laughs> I, so yeah. But at first it was like a little weirder. I didn't know if it, I was like, yeah. I should just probably date another writer. Right. Right. And right. then, yeah, but it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It well, you have to get past your like, what do I value? Like yeah. I can just keep like spinning the bowl with some other smoke in the bowl, if you will, hey. some other like, you know, sort of hyper, like sort of immature adult person, or I can like let someone kind of challenge me a little bit or call me on shit and be like, nah, you know what she had like, you can you're, do you're, you're yeah. taking me to a place I need to go. Oh, and I that's that. like, yeah. And it's, it's been the wave. Ever Dave's since. looking at you like, I got to get me one of those. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> Wait, Jack, tell us about how you met your current. 
Wife. Uh, we, my <laughs> current wife sounds wife. weird. Like, I, like so you're my current wife. Current uh, wife. Yes, right. the current one. Uh, the first Mrs. O'Brien. No, she. Uh, <laughs> we met uh, freshman year of college. Actually, the first day of college, and we're just had crushes on each other all through college, oh, and then a couple so years cute. after school, we ran into each other on the street in New York and started dating then. So. That's yeah, really just right on the street. So wait, how long after you started dating did you get married? It was a while, but we got engaged like a year and a half after. But then she like really wanted to plan the right wedding, even though it wasn't very convenient. So uh, yeah. she did a pretty good job though, because I found something in the New York Post that's so oh good. Oh my god! <laughs> it makes you sound like such a pimp. Oh what? No. It's like straight out of a rom com. It's like you you guys met your first day at Georgetown. Um, but oh, so you already knew the answers to the question. You're just uh, like, yes, let's see yes, what he does yeah, with bitch, this. It's, we prepare for <laughs> the podcast. Right, apparently, the romantic proposal seemed like a scene straight out of When Harry Met Sally. How did you propose? I, no, not at all. I needed to like find a place that I could believably get her to. So we went to this Irish pub that I always forgot my card at because I got really drunk there. But it was also uh, the first place I told her I loved her because I got really drunk there. And uh, no. And uh, yeah. So what scene from Harry? Harry I don't know. Harry. The one where she faked the orgasm? Yeah, so. yeah, there is, yeah, yeah. The, it was mostly that one. Okay. No, I don't know what they were referring to in that. It's amazing. Uh, it's like. He gave her a mix CD. Like, there's like all yeah. these, like, I don't know where they. You're really <laughs> dating us. <laughs> he gave her a mix compact disc, yeah. eight track. I feel like that's a good However move, many. though. However, whatever the delivery method of the songs, that is like a very yeah. sweet gesture. So, we, my sister, like, the basement of the bar is open at night, but closed during the day. And so. I had my sister like redesign the basement of the bar and like set up music. There were like a bunch of songs that were significant to us. And then uh, I said that I forgot my card down in the basement. And then we went down and we had this whole thing set up. So it was pretty good. Were your friends and family there? Did you just uh, make yourself tear up at your own story? <laughs> I literally just came. I am weeping. <laughs> I can't. Exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Oh no, her parents God. still don't know that she married me. It's, uh, no, <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, they, her parents were in town, but they weren't there for that. So you didn't, none of this, like, did any of the wedding planning or any of that? I mean, I was like, wow, the New York Post, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> no, well, I think... I think she is. I, I don't want to like put my wife on blast on a show that you guys got rejected from the New York Times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody looks at the New York Post wedding <laughs> announcement. That's like so go bots, like mellow yellow, poor man's things. version. And then I went on to work at Cracked, so which is a poor yeah. man's version of Matt. So yeah, the New York Post wedding <laughs> announcements is pretty funny. I was gonna say I I don't think I normally see them in there. Do no. they not? Do you have but a it was, physical it, issue for copy of it? I don't think we do. Uh, I wonder what the punny was, headline would be on I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the cover was yeah. us. It with literally like a, just 
said your ages, I think. It was like O'Brien, 27. Yeah. It, then your wife's last name, 27. I yeah. sold O'Brien, 27. <laughs> <laughs> they really captured him. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So having two kids now, you guys have been together a long time. Like, how does that affect your relationship? Having kids? For better or worse, yeah. Yeah, it's a very, like, trying, you know, it's the biggest, most important, like, sort of project we've ever worked on and probably the hardest thing we've ever done together. But, you know, like a lot of adversity when you experience it with someone kind of brings you closer, I think. Uh, not at all times. It's not like when the baby's up at three in the morning, we're just like staring lovingly into each other's eyes. But I think <laughs> overall, we like know each other better and kind of, I, I think that is a strength mm-hmm. of the relationship. How did it change you having becoming a father? Um, definitely made me more responsible, less selfish i think just less uh like more inclined to think years down the road i'm not good at that still but like uh you know listen to my wife when she's thinking years down the road for us uh as opposed to just being like whatever i'm gonna go with my gut on this one like i always do uh turns out that's not a good thing for your parent to do <laughs> to always just you know wing it do you are your parents still together yeah they are and they're like weirdly in love like all oh. of my friends are like dude your parents are probably in the other room having sex right now <laughs> they're like <laughs> so into each other that's mine too yeah yeah it's your parents uh, Courtney are also like super fit so I think they're just like I know like, the joke went, the, ugh, the kids in high school were so mean they would just like basically like do like oral porn like oh talking God. about my parents like running out oh my God, <laughs> out that is what I would have done that is exactly the kind of like, joke oh Mark and Carrie are out on the country road oh and then God. they go down into the cornfield and then they like and it was like a terrible thing to experience as a high school That would have been me. I would have been like, oh, Mark, run a triathlon into my pussy. <laughs> are they that like triathletes type like shit? They're like marathon runners. Like, oh, we wow. are in way better shape now than I have been ever. <laughs> right, right, right. I've never seen pictures of Dude, them. they are legitimately hot. They're pretty hot. I'm sorry, can I see a photo of your parents? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like for, sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. No, I'm just too... Because I, I remember like parents like that in high school we were like yo dog (laughs) like I'm like, even Kevin's dad could get it. Like, you know, <laughs> like, like yo, and his mom, mom's fit. And just, yeah. you also, You're exactly going to think that about Courtney's fair. So, yeah, this isn't maybe their best work, but they're pretty, like, wow. young. Wow. Yeah, no. Your dad looks like he was on Baywatch or something. <laughs> yeah, right? He, really does. he totally does. <laughs> He's like, yeah, me and David Chokichi used to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do, yeah. Okay, on a serious tip, though. Does do, I'm taking an informal sur- survey kind of on the podcast, but like how much of an impact of your parents having a super strong relationship, does that give you an advantage in your relationship or like has that maybe made it so that you could get married when you're 27 and not feel fucking insane? Or? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think that's one of those things that I'm probably too close to know mm-hmm. how it's affecting me. Um 
But yeah, I mean, I, I probably had some things like modeled for me at a very young age that I don't even know. But, um, you know, I, I, I think I'm, I could definitely be like more like my dad in terms of like how he always was with my mom. How was he with your mom? I don't know. Just like very, very, very thoughtful. Like overly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't do shit around. No, I'm just <laughs> I don't. My poor wife. Uh, no. Yeah. He's just, he's very romantic and stuff like that. And That's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to, I could learn more from him. What are like the um, qualities or yeah, what skills basically allow you to have a relationship that can keep going over all these years? Like, what what would you say is most important? Um, I think having the, like, being willing to, like, break up with somebody before who, like, I was probably headed down that road with, but, like, they weren't mm-hmm. quite right. They were just, like, off, like you know, what I thought at the time was a few like percentage points. And then like, just like, you know, going with my gut, like I said, uh, but just like really waiting for the one and then like kind of going all in when at an early age, but because I knew that I wanted to marry her. Oh, yeah. do you believe in the one miles? Uh, I don't know if I believe in like that there's a singular person. I feel like, you can be compatible with many people. And I think Mm -hmm. from there, it's about how willing you are to adapt. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm in a relationship that's by far the, been the most uh, like restorative and I've experienced the most growth and stability in it. So like when I look at it like that, I'm like, yeah, God did like, yeah, what the fuck? This is a, this is an amazing thing. And I look at other times, like, like other long-term relationships I had, I wasn't, I didn't have nearly the kind of self-awareness I had or understand what my flaws were as a person that I could hear somebody describe my flaws to me and then be like, and be like, no, you're right. And be like, man, shut the, man, you're full of shit. And then I just like slam the door and leave and be like, just getting like smoking in my car and being like, man, maybe that was right. But fuck, you're not going to say anything about it. You know what I mean? And then you have to go through shit and be real with yourself a little bit, or at least go, you know, make enough mistakes where you will be honest with yourself and be like, ah, maybe th- what are, what are my patterns? You know, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. when I was able to like own that shit, uh, yeah, things are much better. But yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I don't, I don't, I personally don't feel like there is just literally one person, mm-hmm. but I feel like, but that feeling can be that you, I believe in that feeling of like being like, wow, this is peak. Yeah. Peak relationship. Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel like it could probably recreate that with a few different people. It's mm-hmm. rare when you're single, you realize how rare that is because yeah. <laughs> you think, you know, you get kind of cocky when you're with someone or whatever. You're like, yeah, I could date whatever other people. Right. It's like, okay. And then you're sitting there like, Oh, like, other people suck. Yeah. yeah. Like it takes a while to yeah. meet a yeah. one that could, you know, is, is someone you should be with. Yeah. yeah. Because my last, long-term relationship there was years like six years Mm -hmm. had passed and it was just a lot of like fucking fucking up basically thinking like yeah man i'll be good and i was like oh god i don't know who the fuck i am i don't know (laughs) what i need Mm -hmm. and then i slowly you know came out of it 
Yeah. 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 Did your parents model that stuff for you? What was their relationship like? They got divorced uh, on March 7th, 2001. <laughs> uh, it was a track meet. Uh, and my dad never came to my track meets. And so when he pulled up, I thought something was wrong. And so he took, this is for real. I, I always tell this story. Anyway, uh, yeah, they split up when I was in high school. And, but you know, they, they, I think we're having problems like for maybe like the five years leading up to that. But we're just kind of insisting on like providing a two parent household for me mm-hmm. that I think it eventually like it, they were just sort of like, okay, we, this can't go on anymore. I think if anything. Were that, you happy they did that or nah? Nah, nah, nah. It, it was, it was not. I wasn't like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are doing what's best for the two of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when you're a kid, you have like this Disney conception of your parents that are just like two hot triathletes that fuck around the country. <laughs> and, you know, like when my parents weren't that, I was like, what the fuck is this? Um, but I think the thing that I learned, the, the issues that came from their marriage is that I, th- I learned that you have to be very honest about who you are and not present a side of yourself to your partner and like wear masks. I think mm, you have to, I love that. You have to come correct from the beginning and be like, yo, these are, this is fucking me. Like, I'm not going to front. I'm not going to act like I'm more, I'm cleaner than I am, or I'm uh, like less prone to like just watching garbage TV mm-hmm. or playing video games. I'm just like, this is what it is. Like I'm willing to, I'm willing to work on things, but I'm not going to, hide shit because i know a lot of guys hide shit in the beginning and then like they move in and they're like yo dude i don't know what to do because like this whole time like she didn't realize like i'm addicted to sports gambling or whatever yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and you're like yo dog like you have to put that out there because yeah. those are the kinds of shit that fester over time and then things the wheels come off yeah so th- that's one thing i just felt like you know honor who you are for your good and your bad. I think the shitty things you'll realize you don't need to hold on to that. And if you have to work on that, that's not someone trying to change you. Um, and the other shit, like, you know, people, they might be chill. I remember I was so worried about uh, my girlfriend being like, yo, he plays video games. Like this dude is fucking whack. Like, like, why is he, I don't know why, because you know, I'm like, I did, now I'm 34 or whatever, but like I grew up doing that. And part of me would pretend like, ah, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking man. I don't do that shit. And I was like, look, <laughs> I love video games. Like when we were about to move in together, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes I need, a, I need an hour or two to do my thing. And also like uh, growing up as an only child, like I need alone time. Oh yeah. This is so much. how I am too. Yeah. Not with video games, but with alone I've time. I've dated yeah. a lot of only children and that is like, exactly. Like if they don't get that time, it's a, it's problematic. Yeah, I start lo- I start losing myself a little bit because yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, I, I like I get to zero when I'm by myself. Like, so like that's that how too. I recharge. And I was like, so part of that is escapism through my games or playing mm-hmm. music or whatever it is. And and I had and I and I, you know you just have to tell people up front like what those things are that give you your energy. So if it's watching sports or football on Sunday or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just telling my friend the same thing who was just moving in with his girlfriend. He was like, oh, she doesn't know like how much I love like CU football. And I'm like, dude, then just be on like you're fucking 30. Like yeah. you know, you're in mid 30s. <laughs> like, you know, you're not hiding. Be yourself. Dude. Yeah, exactly. But I think a lot of that's a thing that we have like shame about certain shit. And but you don't realize that it's better to be upfront with that. So, you know, you're like you'll know very quickly if they're like, I don't like that. I don't fuck with alone time or video games then that's better to f- figure that out and keep it moving than trying to pretend. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like it'll, uh, it'll provide, I feel like when people say 
be yourself that can really be like misinterpreted in so many ways it's not saying that like you just like cram your interest down the other person's like throat yeah. and you're like fuck you well i need eight hours of video games and if you don't get me <laughs> yeah. you can't be my woman it's like yeah. you're gonna be very single right <laughs> that's not you know but to be like hey obviously each of us have different interests it's yeah like if you if you want to be happy you give each other the space to enjoy the things that you love yeah and if you look at it like that then I think it doesn't feel like you're taking anything away or losing anything, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, cool. Like M- Max plays racquetball. I'm like, okay, you're fucking weird. Who the fuck wants to do that? Yeah, what is like But that's what he wants broker? to do. Yeah. <laughs> he he like, likes to play with these old men who are in worse shape than him that whoop his ass every week. He loves it. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's what you're saying. I don't want to do that, but do it, you know? Okay. In terms of owning your truth, I think you guys have something in common. So in high school, were you in a rap group with Shia LaBeouf? <laughs> Is this yes. a real thing? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia, you both were? No. Were you, you were in a rap group with Shia? I rapped in college. Oh, dope. <laughs> what was your MC name? I mean, name? really. Oh, God, please don't. You never told me your MC this name. This is terrible. It's independent thought. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> wow. God. Wait, and did you, you in spell De it like, just like your mental thought, right? Because this was before the... the was it, how was it spelled? Did you spell it? Just independent thought? regular? Wait, so was it like consciousness rap? Like you were talking about... How did I not do that? You wow. Yeah. Did you know her name was Independent Thought? <laughs> and what kind of, were you doing like that, like empirical, lyrical, miracle type I, shit? I was like, I'm a female, tell him quality, no big deal. Oh, wow. Wow. Yo, I'll trade you, I'll trade you mixtapes. Oh, no. Oh, God. Like, my shit is just live. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But you did. I would have to recreate the shame for you live, and it would be too much to bear. What was what was uh, what was your hardest bar you ever wrote? You know it. Stop no. thinking. What's or what's a rhyme you were really impressed? With? Why don't you tell us yours, yeah, Miles, and that'll yours. jog her memory. Oh my god. Uh, I said like, what am I about? I'm about to settle the score. The last last time you saw this much shake was Northridge in '94. Oh, I was on a tweet. I said my life was real good, just fun and games, till I flipped my first brick, turned to guns and cane. You turned to guns and cane. Yeah, growing up, yeah, growing up, wild middle class, Catholic high school in Sherman Oaks. I had so much gunplay and coke talk in my rhymes. It was, dude. I grew up in Connecticut and I was part of a beatbox crew all through high school and college. Rapped, Dizzy Dave. Oh, Dizzy Dave. Dizzy Dave. Oh, Double D. Okay. Um, Just because you were like out of breath and hyperventilating yeah. from the no, because there, there was there was Brizzy Brett. Everyone, it was pretty pretty lame. Literally, we idolized <laughs> like we idolized Snoop Dogg. So it was we had uh, LBC. His name is Lawrence Becker. So he was LBC. And then it was like yeah, G, we had G Funk. We had Brizzy with uh, Jism. Jism. That was a right Jism. So I think I got off. Yeah, my boy Jism. My boy Jism. Yeah. Give it up for Jism. Yeah, Jism is he was good. He was hard. He was a yeah, hard. Well, don't get on the mic, Jism. <laughs> so the night that Sophia met her husband, her now husband. Yeah, I rapped my original raps for him, and he still married me. You guys. Yeah. See, wow. That's endearing. You met. You know what I mean. Yeah. She came correct, yeah, right? Right, 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 right? This right, is who right. I am. I did, yeah. I did what Miles said. I put it right. all out there. I was yeah, like, if you're going to date me, you're going to need to know my alter ego, Independent Independent Thought. Wow. <laughs> Cop the album. Independent <laughs> Thought. My style is not store-bought. Um, yo, 
That's so funny. It's pretty anti-capitalist, I think, not to brag. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I saw all this late capitalism <laughs> shit coming miles away. Uh, um, you know, but I think that's the thing, though. We, we're embarrassed by shit. And, and, like, that's actually endearing, right? Like, right. I would never, if I was dating someone, they're like, oh, my God, I used to rap, like, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, get the fuck out of my face with that fake-ass <laughs> hip-hop shit. Like, I'd be like, oh, dope. Like, because it's, that's a passion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even if it seems lame, like, it's dope to see people, like, engage in something they're really she passionate cares about. so much about something yeah. destined to fail. <laughs> yeah. There's something. I cared there. so much about it. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. everyone did. I mean, we were fucking, we, like, changed my friend's bedroom into, like, the new, like, death row records and shit. Yeah. Like, he took his bed out of his own bedroom, my friend Mike. Because right. it was a rap group with my friend, so my friend Mike Galliota, who used to be on the show The Jersey on Disney, he, I met Shia through him because they were like Disney Channel kids. Oh yeah, and like that's how our like little crew grew. Um, and yeah, like we turned. <laughs> that his, is like, not hard at all. I know, not at all. <laughs> but also, Disney Shia Channel still money. Raps. Yeah, I know, and he, you know what? And he's uh, pretty he, good. Yo, he's, he's still, good. but he's spitting writings that he wrote ten years ago. I saw oh, some. Honestly. I saw a thing where he was like rhyming at some like weird music festival. Suddenly, people were like Shia busts around. I was like, yo, that's like someone else's. I hate fake freestyling yeah i mean come on how many people are really coming off top these days it was the dizzy dizzy dave more jewish than moses styles atrocious packing explosives <gasps> Ooh. oh my god packing explosives i've never, been so I've never owned any explosives i just want to say <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. had no wow. explosives in connecticut <laughs> you don't want to be on a watch list <laughs> yeah but rarely do rappers brag about explosives uh, i like that you, yeah. took, you took it up a step though yeah, it's right. like no, usually gun it's talk. gun talk it's oh, like bomb talk i have plastic explosives I'm really uh, not Jewish all I'm half at best. <laughs> at best. <laughs> I heard uh you talk I think it was on Ethnically Ambiguous, and you were talking about talking to your mom about Me Too. Uh-huh. Can you talk about that a little bit? It, it was so interesting that to hear you be like she thought it was normal. Like all this stuff that's like Yeah, well she, you know, she from the generation she grew up in, she was sort of like, this is how it was for everybody. Like there was like women were not getting respect was i mean in japan either it's not like the most woke culture over there mm-hmm. in terms of patriarchy and things like that so she kind of had this chip on her shoulder of like i still made it i didn't you know blah 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 and i was like well hold on it's not just about you like you would say on a like in a perfect world you wouldn't have had to go through any of that shit right she's like well of course and i'm like well then don't Mm-hmm. get mad that someone else got through a little bit easier than you or whatever that we're in a time now where there's like people can reconcile these things. And, and she's like, you know, she was like, I know, but you know, there's still like, she's, she's tough. My mom's a very tough woman. And like, she left Japan when she was 17 and like took the trans Siberian railroad, Mm -hmm. like from basically from Russia, from the Japan side, all the way to like Holland to go to England. She seems like the most badass. like, yo, she's dope. So like, I get why she, she has thicker skin, but at the end of the day, she is very empathetic and, Sometimes I have to just confront that first like tough reaction and then re- remind her that she's a she has a soft spot. Oh, it's so funny, though, because even like so I'm in my mid 30s, but I still when this when we were starting to talk about this was like, yeah, but it's just you just have to go through that or whatever. Like I still 
I think we forget sometimes that it's like, hey, don't you want it to be easier for the people coming yeah. after yeah. you? Yeah. You know, I think it's like, oh, we all earned our stripes. <laughs> right. You know, when I was coming up, <laughs> you had to get raped eight times to just get one byline. <laughs> it's like, I don't want that for my daughter. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, we're not trying to compete for who suffered the most. Right. Yeah. It's like when you, like, you know, as MCs, you know, we see people. You like, know what I went you know through, I mean? dog? Yeah. No. You see the little Zans and the little pumps of the world being like, hey, I'm fucked up on me. You're like, these are not rhymes. <laughs> I fucking had to buy a thesaurus rhyming dictionary, man. Like, I need We to had to it. drive an hour and a half to Easton, Connecticut to get an eighth for $60 yeah, of swag. Exactly. Now kids are using a fucking app on their phone and people bring off the hot bag. And then they're like, we're not going to tip for this weed someone brought us. Yeah. Like, Get the fuck out of here. No, but yeah, it's, it, it is weird. Like, cause I feel like even too, sometimes when you hear like in the immigration debate too, there are people who they're like, well, I got here legally and there's no empathy for these other people trying yeah. to come in. Cause it's just full stop. Not everyone is like that, but I've, I've spoken to people who very much have that thing. And were like, well, I had to go through a lot too. And I had to do this and that. And I had to do this. And it's not fair that these people are just trying to sneak in or whatever. And you're like, but do you do understand the same? They are coming from the exact same place you are, like in terms of their life, mm-hmm. like that, that you, you have that you're seeking the exact same goal. They are. I have family members that are shitty like that. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, hi, we're fucking immigrants. What the fuck? Yeah. I had one of my relatives post on Facebook. She was like, I don't know why I should pay for public school when my child's going to go to private school. I'm like, bitch, you went to public school when we moved here. <laughs> I lived with your family. We were all on welfare. Remember? Like, yeah. you were the most who needed help. Yeah. How the fuck? And also, like, I don't understand how you want to dumb down every everybody and every, like... If the schools get dumber, everything in the country gets worse. So why do we want that? Even if your kid, like, so the, the, say every kid who goes to private school turns out to be an amazing person and not like a rapist or a piece of shit. Say every single kid turns out to be awesome. How many people are getting a terrible education in public school? You're still going to have a fucked up country. Well, it's it's part of what we're looking at right now. Right. It's like, yeah. So whatever we don't this is not a political Sorry, podcast that's, I <laughs> daily zeitgeist yeah. if you want to hear more politics i'm gonna speak that truth you know what i mean from miles and jack wait what was okay. your mc name yeah. i just went by miles oh uh, what yeah, yeah i wasn't but you guys I, were like element well, or the element crew the, the element yes. crew shia was rap eye uh, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite yeah. thing i've ever rap heard and then lorenzo shia. was low pro mike was his mike g mm-hmm. josh was j boy uh, any jisms? Nah, no, 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 <laughs> like Wu Tang, Rizzy, Jizzy, things yeah. like that. So and I like, was just we had a Rizzy. We had a Rizzy. I was more like on that, you know, like Dave East shit. Like I'm Miles. <laughs> just, yeah, Kendrick. You, yeah, you were ahead of your time in a way. But when I DJed, I had a DJ name, and I oh, was Prime with a one. Ooh, P R one M E. Oh, when I'd be cutting and scratching, that's that was my DJ name. And then I don't know for whatever reason I just, just didn't for the rap thing. I think I just didn't take myself that seriously when I was doing it because we were just having fun. I like so I DJing, wasn't. which was your passion. Huh? I like DJing. Yeah, which was, was your I live breathing that shit, just <laughs> scratching all day and just yeah. I really oh my god, I so badly thought I was gonna be like some scratch master DJ or some shit. I feel like you won. <laughs> you really got the be- the better life. Yeah. Well. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. I think I did. I send out this email to our guests before 
we <laughs> have our interviews and I solicit anything that they want to talk about and hardly anyone ever takes me up on it unless it's like something personal. And I was like, yes, Jack is a man after my own heart. He suggested that we talk about loneliness and kind of like the ways that our society is coping with a decline in intimacy. And no personal reasons. I'm not lonely. <laughs> Don't imply that. Jack's got a John Mayer vibe to me. <laughs> oh, why, thank you. All right. right? Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that. The vibe? Is that a man <laughs> like way of Will. saying that another man has big dick energy? I don't know if he has big dick energy. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> okay, well, wait a like, Picture, wait a chest pass picture right John Mayer with a tiny and disc. <laughs> and you've got... There it is. Nailed it. Just some dude with a He kind of looks like... Um, like John Mayer, kind of like a- Dave's just yeah. salty because we had a conversation on the podcast about whether or not he had big dick energy, and, and it, it fluctuates like my small to medium. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, I the reason I did all this research is because I was like, well, I have not dated in. 14 years, so I am not going to, uh, what? He's compensating. <laughs> so I'm compensating with, like, I was like, well, this is my thesis statement. What? And no, sex, I don't know what it is, but I can tell you about tech loneliness. <laughs> right, tech loneliness, that's what it is. Yeah. But this is stuff I'm actually curious about just because, I don't know, I have been out of the dating game for so long that I'm curious what life is like for single people now. And it seems lonely. It's hard out there. Dave, speak for single people. <clears throat> I'm having the time of my life. Nice. Um, <laughs> you're rubbing your eyes. As you say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, the time of my exhaustion. Life. I'm dating female versions of Dave. <laughs> they cut their own hair. They're train wrecks. It's a cool they beatbox. <laughs> they beatbox. Uh, yeah. uh, I think I like the girls you dated beatbox. That would be a welcome change. I should. Well, I should team, I've teamed up with Are you them. using apps? Oh, yeah. So I used to use a lot, a uh, lot of apps. Um, I think when they first came out, I think it was really nice for single people. Right. Like mm-hmm. the, the boom, I think maybe like 2000. Like early MySpace. Seven, 2008. No, I'm thinking dating apps. No, I mean like early MySpace. Like I, I remember hooking up through MySpace. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 I did and too. And being like, yo, it's, everybody's who they say they are. <laughs> like, like it was fine and then it got bigger and then you're like oh no 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 like there's all kinds of things going on i don't yeah i don't think i ever i don't think i ever hooked up with anyone through myspace but i definitely was all over okay cupid all over right. tinder all over all that and i think in the beginning it was pretty great i just just think that there's like i think that that wave has ended i think like i don't know what's happening next but like i feel like it's not is what it, it was because because now like i'll go on to bumble or tinder and it's just like avenue i mean we're in la but it's like seems like it's for at least from the guy's perspective a lot of the girls it just seems like they're just looking for followers oh, on weird. instagram right. and they're like linking stuff and it's like i'm not really dating right now but you can follow me on instagram I'm like get the fuck out of here like, what are you doing in front of my face right right you can masturbate I, to these photos i think i think what's happening also is with because of instagram i think that that is now a place i've met girls on instagram um but it's oh. also i think we're in a weird time too where it's like 
men are getting false ideas of what a woman's supposed to look like. I don't know what boys are. I mean, because I mean, high schoolers have Instagram. So I mean, with all the filters that are happening. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And then I I would say now oh, I just rejoined t- Tinder and I was on it just for a few days, which is my new move uh, just to see, hey, what am I missing? And then I get off. Uh, right. And now I would say probably three or four out of 10 out of every 10 Profile pictures are of a girl with a filter, right? right. A ridiculous one. Right. Usually. And then you go not to a like, date and you're like, "Where the fuck are your dog ears? Where are the dog ears? <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit, Aaron. Yeah. How is how are you deciding that? Yeah. How is that the best first impression you want to make? Like w- the Instagram culture, the filter culture, I think yeah. has made the dating apps way worse. We're adding like another layer of obscurity to yeah. already the distance of doing something through a phone. So like. Right. Yeah, I guess I was thinking that with social media, all these different sort of technological like means of contacting, connecting with other people intuitively, it should make it easier and give people like more people to date and more Mm -hmm. friends. And it seems like it's having like surveys are saying that it is having the opposite effect that people's like friend groups are shrinking and like the rate at which Americans rate themselves as lonely is going up. And I wonder if it's because like those filters are kind of comfortable to like have. I'll tell you this. One of the thing I liked at first about it is now the thing I hate about it, which is exactly that. Right. I used to go out with my guy friends to meet girls. Right. And then now, and then what happened is over the years, I didn't need them anymore. I could just mac it from my couch. Do people say mac it anymore? Yeah, I'm old. All the time. So I was macking it. Yeah, you guys get it. So I'm <laughs> macking it from my couch. I could just stay home and right. just talk to girls. They know what I'm looking for. They, I'm, they're interested in me. It cuts out all the people, including my friends from the right. equation. And then like a couple of years go by and I don't have guy friends to go out with. Like, or we, it's just not a thing and we do anymore. You can't approach women when I was single last, I felt weird even trying to like approach someone or like start up a conversation with someone I was interested at a bar because it seems like, I don't know. You don't know how many followers they have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I also feel like the early days of a thing are like great. And then it sucks. And I don't know like what we're going to be doing, just trading one tech thing for another till we die. Cause to me, that's what's happening now. And I hope that like the pendulum just swings back on all of the social media stuff and that we like do less of that. But like, it just reminds me of like how wonderful Twitter was when it first started. And I felt like that was a real way to get to know somebody. I have so many real life friends now that are from the early days of Twitter because you felt like you got a real idea about somebody just based on like what their thoughts or jokes were like. And then you would find like-minded people because it seemed like a small town and all the funniest people would like you would find them and you you would follow each other and it would be really fun and you would get to know what their lives are like where they're from and when you visited that state you would meet up with them and now twitter is just the worst thing in the world and i still try to joke around on there but it feels so much more removed and now it's like there's such a thing as joke formats there's like it's much harder to get surprised and delighted when like, you know, you invented an RT joke or whatever, you know, back when you were just playing with the medium, how exciting was that, you know? And then now there's so few original things you can do. And the first thing that someone does is immediately copied a million times over. And then just stops being a way to like bond 
it just stops being like, oh, this is a cool thing we're all into. It's it starts to feel like it's now a chore. And when you go on, it's all a lot of the same because there's more users. Right. So I don't know. Do we just keep running from one tech thing to another? I don't know. It's weird because I have friends too who are single and like I have one friend who's like using OkCupid until like a year ago. Still, like, I'll, paying, I'll jump on that. Sir, like, right paying money, but paying money. Oh, hey, okay. Like, and I was like, bro, what's what? What are, what are you doing? And for him, I think it the technology enabled a very antisocial part of his personality. Oh yeah. He when we go out, he's not. He's a sm- funny dude. He's smart, but he would get real nervous, like in public or whatever. And just like even we're like, yo, like they're like we're talking to them like this is a thing that's happening and you're like i don't know i don't know and then so then he found other ways to just use technology to stay in his comfort zone and to the point where like i think his he was starting to realize it was a lot of the same kind of people that he was finding on those things and he only kind of started using like other shit to meet different people but I, i i know people too who like it's actually made things worse for them because they're even less likely to go out and like aren't even looking at going out and existing in the world as it were to meet people and it's just like no let me see what what kind of swiping i can do and just see what the fuck yeah, they, get just, off this they just want to swipe and it also it, it appeals to the the shallowest yeah of, of your of your yeah you're going straight off looks like no yeah. one's gonna have a thing yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. I, I was a rapper called independent thought when i was <laughs> college. like right. that's actually more interesting though do you know what i mean mm-hmm. but most people are like let me put the the thirstiest photo man yeah, or woman yeah, yeah. just so everybody knows first i'm a viable fuck like yeah. when i go out and like when i go out i do pretty well like meeting girls i feel like when i put my personality with, right with the uh with my headshot yeah, in yeah. 2007. And you hold it in front of you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When I just hold it. Your face. Yeah, and I just go, that's, that's my Tinder pick. Uh, yeah. But let me tell you a couple things yeah. about, yeah. I'm a beatbox. I, yeah, when I beatbox. Yeah, I wonder if it's the replicability, like the ability to just take a thing that worked in one place and then like use it a thousand times on like a dating site that just cheapens it and yeah. like 100%. makes it like intuitively, you know that you're not like there's a media there. Like there's something that you're communicating through that may- maybe that's why people kind of are like why these different technologies get old after a while, because everybody figures out how to game them essentially. Right. So like what you're saying happened with, Twitter, I know, I think I read an article where somebody was talking about how like a dude was just copying and pasting like thousands of things and they didn't realize how common that was until they like went and looked and they were like, oh, these people just like copy mm-hmm. and paste it's just like a numbers game they've like it's like some guy with a spreadsheet that's just like okay this worked 30 right. times out of a thousand no and the same thing th- those same uh dudes they have just the the fucking preloaded boilerplate plate game they run right. through the messages or whatever yeah yeah and it's not and even they swipe like, right on every single girl and just see what the numbers yeah but right. then but then they have in their notes like the whole fucking thing they cut cut and paste into the interaction and i'm like what the where the fuck what are you doing yeah no and, like, and it's it, easier this way it's easier and like than just being human right yeah like when if you need coaches there are like now like online dating coaches and like just bizarre shit like that but that's how you know like it has oh, been fully game <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Right. Right. Or there are people who like, dude, with my seven tips, like she'll always exactly. forget. She'll always remember you. And it's just always some dumb shit. But yeah, I don't. I, yeah. I see how it cuts both ways because also, too, I think there were times when I was single and I think I could have benefited from just something like a Tinder or whatever mm-hmm. that would have at the very least got me to like begin communicating with people outside of just like all right i'm gonna go to this show i'll see what i who i could talk to here i'll go to this museum mm-hmm. maybe whatever and yeah there, there are times i could see i could see how it could work but I yeah could, no it did i mean it, yeah. i met my boyfriend on tinder and like we are very compatible and i never would have met him if i was just like relying on sophia's comedy shows or like whatever other stupid hey, there's some good good audience members that go to <laughs> yeah, i have slept I with a few people from sophia's comedy shows <laughs> thank you dave you were like a really like overly extravagant dress at the bar just like posted up like okay maybe someone knows. that is what courtney's like yeah. They're like that woman in the looking red for a guy in a dress. Batman t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so it's this loneliness, which is like statistically proven, is having these unintended consequences, right? Or yeah, like- yeah. I mean, that's something that I like. I've been paying attention to loneliness since I started like noticing that it was a thing with like our modern technology, and then just a bunch of other stories kind of, uh, I feel like have that as a contributing factor. Like the opioid epidemic is, uh, all about endorphins, which is the brain chemical that a child gets when it's cuddled by its mother. And Mm -hmm. like most heroin addicts, uh, that you meet have like some fucked up thing that happened to them when they were a kid with their mother, like some break in the bond. And like, so it's an outward, like, and a thing that you hear a lot from people who uh, do heroin is like the first time they did it, it's like getting a warm hug, like mm-hmm. being embraced, like the safety of that. So I think there's just because we are, and then you get like lesser endorphin rushes from like actual touch human interaction after you've been on heroin (laughs) no just in general oh oh. in general like heroin's a synthetic way of just like dumping that into your veins but like there are all these other ways that that brain chemical is given to us and a lot of people who end up going to heroin to get that uh that like synthetic version had didn't get it from their parent is like something that studies have found. And I just think that we're, we're now having a sort of epidemic with that sort of drug. And I wonder if it's some of these contributing factors of we're, you know, seeing other humans face to face less, we're interacting more with like spreadsheets or, you know, uh, pictures that you don't even know if that's what the person looks like well, yeah, you're we're also consuming other people's social media feeds where they're most people are typically only showing you some exaggerated version mm-hmm. of their right. life and you're like damn like this person's like in love at this island and i'm fucking in my underwear in the dark <laughs> yeah. but really you don't realize those motherfuckers were fighting the whole time before they took that photo and they're like here's our photo being and i think that can fuck you up too because i remember early on in facebook i used to see other people like damn like these people are so happy all the time and like that was a thing i didn't realize was working on my subconscious too and being like am i yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. i was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about <laughs> they were just it was these two girls and they were talking shit about this blogger that they who's like a very famous blogger in la or whatever in known in that circle but they were saying that her in her real life her boyfriend lives in, in their complex 
and he's like a drug dealer and it's like really like a horrific scene and then <laughs> what you see on the feed is like her at the Maldi- Maldives what am I saying yeah. Yeah, that's right. yeah and uh, you know just like amazing in every right touristy spot and then she goes home and it's like there's like cameras everywhere and like her boyfriend's got an ATM in the fucking apartment it's like okay, wow. I want you guys to know that all the pictures of my cat are undoctored <laughs> <laughs> no filter well they say yeah, so they say the majority of people I don't know what percentage is I don't know if you have the, have the nums uh, majority of people after looking at Instagram Facebook feel worse about yeah, themselves feel right? more depressed yeah. and it's but it's because of that right it's because what we're what other people are putting forth but I feel like from in a in connecting it to like love and dating I would say most of the time I will delete a okay Cupid or a tinder after maybe going on a few dates because I feel worse about myself. Like I feel like it tapped into insecurities or weirdness. Mm. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to like, I'm going to like close these out and like, I'm going to recharge and I'm going to focus on myself. Cause like, this is, Mm. seems like a waste of time. Honestly, right. like, I don't know. I, I've had bouts with it for, I mean, I've been on and now you've been on it like less and less, right? Way less and less. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like take like months off and get back on like, let's give another try. This is what I know. I right. know I'm going to meet girls this way. And then I get back out there. I'm like, I'm not meeting the people. I mean, at least me, I know it's different for you, but like, I, I just didn't meet a lot of people. I met some good friends. I but. mean, I had a similar thing, but without Tinder, right. Where I was just sort of seeing the same thing over and over. And I started getting in a pattern with dating where it's like, as soon as I thought I was it's like, Oh wait, here I go again. It's happening. Like I've just dated a person who's like, just we like, she likes the Sopranos and to <laughs> fuck. So this is good enough. Right. And then I was like, Oh shit. And I think I had, I began having this confirmation bias almost where I was like, this is my pattern and this is what happens all the time. And that would just sort of manifest itself in relationship after relationship. And I, I think I'm in that, whatever that is. Huh? I'm in that. Yeah. And I had to, and I had to take a step back and be like, yo, I'm my fucking, you know, I'm very spiritual and into all that kind of shit. And I was, I believe that perception is reality. So when I was operating in the reality where I, my self talk was, I only meet women who are just kind of cool and it fizzles out after a while. That, that self-talk just perpetuated that whole situation oh, for yeah. me. And I had to just kind of relax for a second and not think about like, well, how am I going to meet this different person? Do I need to go to like a, like a reading of some philosophy or something <laughs> and like find someone with a little more substance? And I just had to like, I think just switch my perception of the idea and be like, you know what? I know what I don't want anymore. And I have to just start thinking the shit that I, that I want to see is going to appear. And I don't have to worry about the how. I just had to sort of begin to be feel more optimistic about it rather than like me being like, <laughs> I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna find the shorty with like the cool sneakers and that'll be that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. You figured it all out when you went to that Reddit thread about red pilling, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's when and it all came Peterson together. And yeah. all that cool stuff. Yeah. And, I was trying to think of yeah. his name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. So podcasts are another way that, right? Yeah, I, I was curious what you guys' thoughts on that are because I started like getting deep into podcasts at a time when I was running uh, cracked from the middle of the country. I had just moved out there because my wife was in medical school and I had like no human interaction mm. and I just started like like just binging podcasts and then I've 
talked to people once I had a podcast who, um, it, it seems like they think of you as a friend. Like there's almost, there's this weird surreal thing that happens where they come up to you and they know you and they, mm-hmm. and I'm sure like that's, the deal with any entertainer entertainer, but it seems like slightly different because it's so conversational and because they're spending so much time with you mm-hmm. or in my case, because I'm spending so much time with Ira glass. Like I mm-hmm. think that we would really hit it off. Ira, <laughs> call I, me. I definitely fi- like, I probably listen to m- way more podcasts than I watch TV. Like right. I, I'm and um, a wide breadth too. So, but usually when I find something new that I'm really into, I'll like binge a bunch of episodes. And I do feel like I know those people in a certain, you know, like I am also a performer. So I understand that like, there's a little bit of a difference in the way that you present yourself, but like, you know, we keep it pretty real on the podcast, you know, like we don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but like we're being pretty authentic. I actually think it's one like of the thing, the, uh, kind of things that you called out like cuddle parties and <laughs> sugar daddies, like, you know, falling in love with a podcast is actually like a pretty good way to deal with that. Yeah. And I a agree. lot of them, especially like I've noticed female centric podcasts will like develop these Facebook groups that do turn into this. It's to me, one of the only good things left about Facebook yeah. is the groups. And sometimes you, you know, like there are obviously a bunch of terrible ones, but there are a few that I'm like, oh, yes, this is amazing. And I would never ordinarily be able to connect with women like this. And I see even the ones that I'm not that involved with, I'll see like, oh, my God, these women are like finding real friends. And then some of them do like start meetup groups and stuff. Um, yeah. That one's actually kind of warms me. I'm like, oh, there's maybe a little hope. In defense of cuddle parties, guys. Um, <laughs> so uh, this is, we interviewed like the people who started the like cuddle party thing back oh, when amazing. I was at Cracked. And it was pretty interesting, like the science behind it. They had, um, they showed us this study where of like different NBA teams. Uh, if you've ever watched an NBA game, like after and before they shoot free throws, they all like touch each other's hands, almost like it's oh, like yeah. a, an assignment they have to do. And it's because there are all these studies that say like human contact between teammates, like makes the team better. And then uh, with human touch, like, and I don't necessarily think this is a, uh, completely new but uh we need like humans need to touch other humans and like there's you know we get brain chemicals from that but these yeah, cuddle- isn't it why you're supposed to like hug each other for at least like what 20 or 30 seconds something like that yeah that's a new thing that, yeah what's that and don't let them squirm away right yeah I try to, sometimes i ambush my husband into that i'm like no you can't go it's right. not the every morning <laughs> yeah yeah just everybody you pass on the street yeah. just 20 to 30 just minutes 20 to 30 man right like i'm sure this is why like you know back in the day people like there were brothels were on every corner and uh-huh. women visited the doctor when they were quote hysterical to like have uh you know, the doctor give them an orgasm digitally. But uh, I I do think that like the cuddle parties, they're all about like establishing rules and, you know, like the articles that I've read with people who go there all like, 
talk about it in a way that makes it seem like a safe way and a non-exploitative way of getting that thing that people used to, you know, have to go to exploitative means to get. Yeah. No, not trying to dog cuddle parties. I I just have never, uh, yeah, felt inspired to go to one, but I feel like yeah, it's Courtney, like, you don't even like hugging me. It took you like <laughs> five years. <laughs> You're not going to get a quick 20 to 30 in? <laughs> not with this bitch. She Probably if I added out. all of our hugs in together, they wouldn't last 30 seconds. We've been <laughs> oh, writing partners wow. for like seven years. I feel hey, like she's cold and Midwestern. It's fine. <laughs> I am a little cold and Midwestern. And I also feel like, I don't know, when I see someone all the time, it's too many. It's hey, too can many we get hugs. you guys? Can we get a, like a, can we get a thirty second day, hug right but now? But you probably hug if you just met some. I Twenty to thirty Dave seconds every morning. Time. That's yeah. our. That's our secret. <laughs> <laughs> or we alternate on spooning. But no, it's funny because when you talk about that, those cuddle parties and things too. Like on the show, we look at like tabloids and things. And uh-huh. recently, we started looking more like kid, like teen centric magazines to see like how they're being socialized through these magazines. And there have been like. Like every, nearly every issue is something tackling like, hey, put your phone down, hang out with your friends, like because it helps or like hugging is good. And like you realize, man, like even at that level, they're probably starting to see like mm-hmm. kids are becoming a little more isolated, too, because of phones. And yeah, just just hug each other, you know, just hold each other. 20 minutes, oh, 30 minutes, 20 hours. You're getting closer now than you were when you came in here. Oh. You're going to have to put a balloon between us pretty soon. Like one of those it will pop. chaperones. You might start a podcast or something. <laughs> podcast go might break out. Look di- around and start a podcast. Let's go half on a podcast. <laughs> Seriously, you guys need to listen to their podcast. It is really a delicious thing to add to your commute. Um yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I wouldn't have described it as delicious. Mm. I probably would have said, like, fun and informative. It's like you're hanging out with your cool friends. You're funny, but also, also smart. yummy, though. Yeah. <laughs> Savory. Brought to you by uh, yummy.com. <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been amazing. You guys yeah, this have been, been the so best fun. Guest. Yeah. yeah thanks Where for can people us. find you? The podcast, Daily Zeitgeist. The Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien and have nice synthetic interactions with me there. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to do the momentum from the end of our show. We're like, you can find me at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us at The Daily Zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at The Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> uh, you can check out our Facebook fan page. Uh, and Daily Where can Zeitgeist. we cop the mixtape? Sorry, the mixtape? Yeah. Uh, tpublic.com. Uh, <laughs> backslash The Daily Zeitgeist. I'm on at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram. I hope you guys liked the latest episode of Reality Bites. If you liked what you heard, you better smash those five stars. And if you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a free sex goodie from Doc Johnson. OMG. So send those screenshots or questions or love letters to realitybitespod at gmail.com. That's bites with a Y. 